This Gemara and Tainis Daf Yod. Today's year has been generously sponsored in honor of all the newcomers to the Daf Yemi to this year. We should all continue to be able to have the same vigor and excitement that we have right now as we continue and we're already, believe it or not, a third through Tainis and continue throughout the entire Mesechta and Amir Tashem, many, many more Mesechtas. As well as for we're holding on the top of Yud Ahmed Aleph. However, a big shout out to Ravelli Langer from Kosher Money. Incredible, incredible podcast. And he sent in a correction, which he's, in, he's indeed correct in his correction because there's really two pshatim. What I referred to is the Gemara on the top of Testament Bays. Yesterday's daft, the Gemara, three lines on the top, says over a story that Rav Papa was upset with the way the Talmudim were remarking and snickering during Shir. And Rav Papa says to them, as our Gemara, and you see the Gemara in front of you of Testament Bays, says, What did Rav Papa tell them? They should be Lech Bishlama. They should go in in the piece, Bishlama. And based off of that, there's now two ways of explaining the Gemara. The way that we explained it in yesterday's year was Rabbabu was saying, Yish, Bishlama, go in peace, the way that you talk to the dead. And Rabbabu was indeed saying, I had a dream that you three are unfortunately going to be Nifter and I'm Makbid, the Kavarat you didn't act correctly. And Leich Bishlama. And that is how the Marashad based on this Fas Emes, explains this Gemara. But indeed, there's another explanation. And the other explanation, which, which uh, is others quote the Marsha, is explaining that it's a little bit of difficulty how to learn the Marsha, apparently. But other Achrayinim learn that the Gemara is saying, no, Leich Bishlama, Rapapa is saying, go in peace from me. Meaning the fact that you leave in peace from us right now, that will be the fulfillment of the dream, and you will not have to have the ultimate Leich Bishlama, the ultimate leaving in peace, which of course refers to being Nifter. Some want to say this depends upon the gear size. You see this little olive over here, which some have the gears of Lech Lishlama. Lishlama is more of a good, a good fortune. As the Gemara and Brachas explains, that Sadi Aleph. Bishlama more is the way you talk to the dead. But again, there are in Excuse me, there are indeed two pshatim in the literal reading of this Gemara. So absolutely beautiful. Again, a tremendous thank you to Reli Linger for that point out. And again, anyone who ever have critique, criticism, questions, please, please feel free to reach out. That is what makes us better. That is what makes us be able to repair more. And Amir Tashem ultimately have clarity in the Gemara. And with that, now let's continue into today's daf. Daf Yudam and Aleph, we're on the top line. Eretz Yisrael was created first and the rest of the world was created afterwards. How do I know? Says the Gemara Shanamar. Before he created the land, then he created and the outskirts, which shows us that one was created before the other, and we assume which one was created first, Eretz Yisrael. And the price continues, Eretz Yisrael, Mashka Yisrael, Kedosh Baruch Hashem Himself watches over Eretz Yisrael, Hashem waters Eretz Yisrael by Himself, He places the grain on the whole land, referring to Eretz Yisrael, and He sends the water, on the outskirts, as we see that Hashem Himself controls Eretz Yisrael, 
from everything else is by his messengers. And we continue five lines down, six lines down. Erzisol drinks from the actual rainwater, and the rest of the world is the tamsis, the leftovers, the remnant water that's left in the clouds. How do I know? Shenemar is the Basik says, I know it's in Mutter Alpanear, it gives rain in the land, and in that Basik. It says Matar, and it says etc., and then it says Mayim. So we have Matar and Mayim, and the difference being, says the Gemara, the Matar refers to Eretz Yisrael, the actual rain, whereas Mayim, which is the remnants, refers to the rest of the lands. And we continue on the first wide line in Yudam and Aleph, Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael literally drinks first, gets rained first, and everything afterwards. Shenemar, Neisin Matar, Alpanei Aretz, he gives rain over the entire land, and the Basik says, Rishleach Mayim, then afterwards he sends the water. And the a person is kneading together cheese. What does he do? He first takes the food, the cheese salads, and he leaves over the remnants, which is the whey. Similarly, so even though the remnants, the whey, also is valuable, it's also special. But really, what do you first take? You first take the good stuff for yourself. So too, that's Eretz Yisrael, that the best stuff, the best rain, the matar, goes to Eretz Yisrael itself. And now we go back. To Bryce, we spoke about yesterday and Daftasimabes. Omar Mar Mamtikin Hain Ba'avin. We said yesterday that how does Rebel Lazar Eliezer expl- excuse me explain that the water starts in the ocean and they evaporate up to the heavens? But we asked, what do you mean? Why doesn't it come down salty? The oceans are salty. Which, by the way, that's a proof there's no such thing as a stupid question in Tyra. We see you're allowed to ask, what do you mean? The rain's not salty. Perhaps a question that someone some would mock at, but of course you can't mock at anything. And the Gemara explained that it's Mamtikin Hain Ba'avin. Oven, that it's sweetened in the clouds. Ask the Gemara now, Menali, how do we know that? It says in the Basak, Chashras, which is a sieve, a sieve of water, the thick clouds are in the heavens. And Rav Yechelen says, you know, we learn out from here, Excuse me, I read that in, completely incorrectly. I, I, I skipped. Chashkas mayim avish chakim. Excuse me. Chashkach for the word chayshach, that the water is dark. Avish chakim, the clouds are thick. And in another Pasik says, that's what I read before. Chashras mayim, a sieve. The chashras is a sieve of water. Avish chakim, the clouds are thick. And now we equate the two psukim, the chashchas, the darkness with the chashras, the sieve. Shokul kaf, vishadi areish. Take the chaf from the word and put on the rage for the chashras. What do we now? We push to the Gadaver Karibane. What do we laugh with? Chashras, excuse me. Together it means preparation. So, what does this show us that the clouds are in the preparatory state that it takes the ocean water, which is salty, and it makes it suitable, it makes it clean that you can water the fields. So, the question is that was all Rabbi Yezer. Rabbi Yezer says that the water comes up from the oceans and then in the clouds are purified. What does Rabbi Yeshua do with these psukim? It says in the West, Nor Anani. If the clouds are light, Zirin Moi, then it's not going to be so much water. It's going to be a little bit Zirin, a little bit of water. But if the clouds are dark, Sagun Moi, then there's going to be a lot of water. So he learns these two psukim of Chashchas and Chashras. The equation to be that when it's light, there's going to be not so much rain. When it's dark, there's going to be a lot of rain. And now the Gemara again continues the theme that we left off yesterday. This machlaik is between Rabbi Yezin and Rabbi Yeshua says the Gemara. Come on, um... 
Who does the following brace go like? The upper waters are waiting in a mimer. They're waiting by the word of Hashem. And their fruit is rainwater. As the Apostlech says, the fruit of your actions, from your maizim, which means Hashem is talking from the fruit of the upper heavens. You're going to make the rain. And then what? The world will be satiated. Who does that go accordingly? Of course. That the waters are raining up in heaven. The rain is sitting in there in heaven. It doesn't come below. So we see clearly in the Pasik, like Rabbi Yeshua, that the waters originate from up above. Says the Gemara, how does he answer up this Pasik? This referring to the actions of God Himself. This referring to the creation of the world. The That's what the Pasik is referring to the actions of God during the creation and then indeed the waters came from up above and they did not originate from down below. And the Gemara continues by saying The entire world is watered from the remnants of Gan Eden. The river comes out from the Eden. And the Gemara says from the Tamsis, from the remnants of a base core then three kav drinks. That's basically that in the math, what happens is that the entire world, as we're about to see in one moment, is the 60s, the side of Aden, and therefore that's the remnants that's going to water the world. And with that, let's continue straight into the next Gemara. We're holding about 12 lines into the white lines of Yudah Amad Aleph, the two dots, as the Gemara now is going to explain the equation that we just said, how our world is 160th of Aden, Tanur Abanan, says the Gemara. Eretz Mitzrayim, Avidalami, Esparsa, Dalami, Esparsa. Mitzrayim, is 400 by 400 parsa. It's 160 of Kosh. And Kosh is the 60s of the word. The world. Two different entities. I'm sure many remember this back from the Gemara in. Where is it? Psachim or. Brachas, yes, Psachim, that the world, these two different entities, there's the Gan and there's the Aden, so the world is the 60s of the Gan, and the Gan is the 60s of the Aden. The Aden is Echel Misamach Leganim, quite scary, and Aden is 160s of the Ganim, Nimsa! Kolaylam, Kula, Kikisli, Kedir, Leganim, the entire veld, the entire world is just like a pot cover. So Ganim, Ganim is tremendous. V'yeshayimrim and Sante, Ganim ain't Lashir, there's no Shir to Ganim, V'yeshayimrim, Aden ain't Lashir, Baruch Hashem, Aden has no Shir. One is the meaning of the passage. You dwell by many waters, referring to Bavel, Rabbas, Rice, many storehouses. Me, Garden of Bavel, who causes the Oitzras to be filled with bar, full with grain. You know why? Because the neighbors. Sheshechanes, it dwells on a lot of water. And Amarav, Atira Bavel. Bavel is very wealthy. Why? The Chatzta below Mitra. Because it's always reaping without rain. It doesn't actually need, Bavel has incredible irrigation. It doesn't need direct rainfall. You could even have a crop without the rain. We have a tradition, Tovani, it's swampy and Bavel never dries out, contributing to incredible properties of that which grows in Bavel. And now the Gemara continues. A little bit of a halacha, a little bit more in the not Igarata Gemara, says the Mishnah Yudam and Aleph, towards the bottom of the Amr. We've had this quoted before, and the third of Marshcheshun, we asked for rain, why? 
15 days after Sukkot. For what reason? Because everyone leaves Eretz Yisrael. Everyone came to be Eilat Regal to be Samigdash for the Shalosh Regalim. So everyone came for Sukkot. We have to give them 15 days to get back home, to at least get back to Nar Paras so they're not going to get messed up by the rainfall. So that's Rezayin Mar Cheshvan, which of course is the Psaq Halacha. That's what we do here in Eretz Yisrael until today. Amar Rav Lazar. Halacha Krav Gamliel, like we just mentioned, that is a Psaq Halacha. Tanya, we learned in Abraisa. Chanan Yahimer. Ube Finally, we get to mention what do we do in Chotzar? It's Ad Shishim Bitkufa until. 60 days in the Tkufa in the fall season after the autumn equinox, which is the reason why this always goes by the solar calendar. This is why the reason why it goes by December, because by the months, December or 4th or 5th, whatever it is, because that's 60 days into the autumn Equa nax says the Gemara Amar Avuna Barchia Amar Shmuel Lacha Kichananya that is a Pesach Lacha says Mar Eini is that true? But by me name Shmuel they ask from Shmuel Meima say Medachrin of Zid Alamatar from when do we ask and recite the Zid Alamatar Amalu Mechimayel at Sivi Lebeitavois you know when Lebeitavois Rishba excuse me from when they bring wood into the shed of Tavois Rishba the bird hunter Tavois the bird hunter that's when they start saying the Zid Alamatar and seemingly when is this rainy season, it's not 60 days after the equinox, the Gemara assumes it's earlier on, says Gemara, maybe not, how do you know, we're all wondering, of course, how do you know, maybe it's all one year, and therefore there's no question at all, asked the Gemara, the 60th day, is it like before or after, do you see St. Elmater on that day or not, Tashema proves, the Gemara, Rav Amr, Yom Shishim, Kalach HaShishim, Ushmol Yom Shishim, Kilif Nei Shishim, Mamach Laikas, how do you remember? Whom is who? Says the Gemara. The highs, those who are up high, require mortar tatoi. Lo ba'imaya. One down below, do not require. Water, what does that mean? This is telling us the Machlik is Rav Shmuel. The Rav is the one who's more Machmir. Same thing in Talmatar. You have to start on D number 60. Why? Because he lived in Eretz Yisrael. He was up above. So the one above requires water. So Rav, who lived in Eretz Yisrael, up above on the mountain, says you start the day earlier on day 60. Shmuel, who lived down below, says you start on day 61. I'm Rav Abel, so Yom Shishin, Shishim. Day 60 is like after 60. And we indeed go like Rav, that we start saying, St. Telemater on day 60. Says the Mishnah, now we shift, a tremendous shift from the first nine blood of this Mesechta that dealt with the mentioning of rain, Mashvaruach, the asking of rain, St. Telemater, the greatness of rain, etc. And now we go into the Tainis, the fast day part of Tainis. Says the Mishnah, if the 17th of Marcheshvan comes 10 days after asking for rain here in and it does not rain, the Yechidim, whom the Gemara will explain who they are, begin to fast. How many? Gimel Tainio's three fasties. What type of fasties? Eichlin. Eat and drink at night. The fast day starts in the morning as well. The So it's a low level fast. The Yechidim begin three fast days, not at night, by day. You could do work. What happens 13 days, about two weeks later, coming here, and still, now it gets more intense. 
Bezdin says that we need three fast days in the entire congregation. And during these three fast days, what type of fast days again? Again, they start by day. You let eat at night. The five inuyin, the chamish inuyin, the work, the washing, the anointing, the wearing shoes, and the uh, marital relations are all allowed. So two different types of fast days. One on 17th of Marcheshun for the Yechidim, Rosh Chodesh Kislev for everyone else. It says the Gemara, Man Yechidim, who are these Yechidim that we are discussing? Omer Ravuna, Rabbanan. They are the Rabbanan. Va'omer Ravuna, and Ravuna continues and explains, Yechidim Misanim Sholosh Teniyos. They fast three fast days like the Mishnah said, and now Ravuna adds on, Sheni Chamishi Vesheni. Monday, Thursday, Monday, those are the three fast days. Seemingly, Ravuna come to teach us how they have these three fast days. But ask the Gemara, My Kamashlan, Ravuna, what's your Chiddush? Tanina, we already learned in the Mishnah. We never start a series of fasts on Thursday. Why not? Explains the Gemara. We don't want to mess up the gates, meaning the prices. There's a set price. And if there's a fast day on Thursday and everyone goes out and start buying food for Shabbos, the prices are going to spike. So we never start a fast day on a Thursday. Ella says this Mishnah. So says the Gemara and asks the Gemara, Rav Huna, what are you teaching me? You came along with a big Chiddush. You know what the three fast days are? Monday, Thursday, Monday. Shkayach, we already knew that. It's a Mishnah. Explains the Gemara. I would have thought on immediately Tzibur. Maybe only by a Tzibur when the entire Klal, everyone is fasting. That's when we begin on a Monday, not a Thursday. Maybe a singular of the fast days for Yechidim could indeed begin on a Thursday. Kamash Mlan Rav Huna, they know it has to begin on a Monday as well. Says the Gemara, Taninami Hachi, we have a riot to this. Monday, Thursday, and Monday. And this price adds on another detail. And if they hit Rosh Chaydesh, if Rosh Chaydesh comes on either Monday or Thursday, we stop fasting. We don't fast on that, on Rosh Chaydesh. Moving over to Yudam Abiz. And as well, this is reminiscent of the Gemara as we learned in Rosh Hashanah. Not sure why our camera just went uh, not so clear. Apologies. And as well, the days that are called Yamadaivim in Megillah Sinus, that whole litany, that whole list that we had in Rosh Hashanah, as well, they do not fast upon. Says the Gemara, Tanurabana, we're now in Yud Amid Beis, continuing the discussion of these Yechidim, these special people that fast the first three fast days when 17th of Marcheshvan comes and there's no rain. Explains the Gemara. No one should say, I'm a simple person, I'm a student, and I don't have to fast. I'm not a yachid. Allah says the Braisa, called Tamil Chacham Yechidim. Every Tamil Chacham is a yachid, and now is not the time for Anava. If you're a Tamil Chacham, you should be fasting. Says the Gemara, one second. Ezehu Yachid, Ezehu Talmud. Let's explain. Who is who? Yachid, called Sharayu Limnos Paranasalatibur. Who's a yachid? Someone who's able to be appointed a leader on the Tibur, meaning he can answer Allah. On all different topics. Talmud, who's a Talmud? You can ask him on everything. You can ask him whatever he is learning. And he can answer even but he's a little bit lower, so he is not obligated to fast. So the Yachid is a much higher level, the Talmud is lower level. Down. Now the Bryce, a new Bryce, continues six lines down. Not everyone should make themselves a Yachid. This is the counterbalance. The first Bryce that taught us, if you're, if you're a Talmud, come fast. This Bryce, it says, not everyone should start saying, I'm a Talmud Chacham and I'm going to fast. Talmud, I said, 
mayor. But anyone can make themselves a Talmud. That's our mayor. Rabbi Yaisi Aimer, no. Oisev is It's good. You want to bump yourself up? You can bump yourself up to be a Yachid with regard to fasting. Not in general. You can't generally be Gaiva. We already learned about the dreadful attribute of Gaiva. Rather, Rabbi Yaisi is teaching us with regard to fasting. And the Gemara explains, you know why? Because if you're telling me, I'm a Talmud Chacham, with regard to fasting, that's not a good thing. That means you're going to have to fast. That's a tsar. So it can't be COVID-related. How to view this element of making yourself a yachid with regard to fasting. Tani Iduch, we have another raisa. Not everyone should be a Talmud Chacham with regard to this regard. But Talmud Aisa, different of Shimon Elazar. But in this raisa, of Shimon Gamliel, Aimer, Bamed, Varma Muruman, is this referring to Bedavish al Shavach with something of praise? Havu Davish al Tsar. Why? It's distress. It's bad for you. So if you want to take on the role of Adam with regard to fasting, beautiful says Hashem Gamliel, concurring with the opinion of Rabbi Yaisi. continues the Gemara. If someone is fasting on a certain thing that happened and the bad thing passes, you're fasting on someone's sick. You should still complete the fast that you pledged, and you should not stop in the middle, whether this means that you should not stop in the middle of the fast day, whether this means the number of fasts that you accepted upon yourself, but whatever you started, you have to begin. And now the Gemara continues, we're about 15 lines down, first word in line is you leave home on a trip, and you're coming from a place that they're not fasting, but you stop over in a place that is fasting, you have to be with part of the Tiber if they're fasting fast with them, but also the opposite if you leave home and they're fasting, and you're going elsewhere where they're not fasting, you still have to fast because you're part of where you came from. So you have a you have a duality over here. Even though you're part of where you came from, and you have to always be mishtatif back home, so fast with them. But if you go somewhere else and they start fasting, then you as well have to get involved with them. Let's say you forgot an unfortunate common scenario, you're middle of a fast day. And now, the Mepharshim here explains it's not a regular case where you forgot. It's the case when you went from a place where they're not fasting to a place where they are fasting. And we said, you're supposed to join with them and you forgot. And you ate. Says the Gemara, Don't appear in front of the people while you're eating. And furthermore, you're fading right now. Why are you eating again? You came from a place which is not fasting. You went to a place which is fasting. What are you supposed to do fast? You forgot and you messed up. Says the Gemara, number one, don't eat in public. Because they're all fasting. Number two, don't have delicacies. It's a fast stage. Very important. You always have to be together with the seabird, even if you're not fasting. For whatever which reason, you made a mistake and you're allowed to eat, or you're whatever generally allowed to eat, you should never appear in front of other people because they're going to become jealous of you. And that ends this discussion of the fast Fasting, and again, we just finished discussing going from place A to place B. But once we discussed the Pasik from Yaakov talking to his children, now we segue off of that Pasik. Says the Gemara, Do not become agitated. 
on the road. This is Yosef sending his uh, the brothers home to back to Yaakov Avinu and Eretz Canaan. When you're on the road, don't get involved in a heated sugya of halacha. You know why? You're going to mess yourself up. You're going to get excited on the road that uh, Eloi, who unfortunately crashes the car, you can't do that. So says Yosef to his brothers, don't get involved in halacha because you might get messed up on the Road. Tyson says another shot over here. Those are traveling in don't speak words of Taira. They should be burnt. As the Pasik says, and behold, they were walking, walking and talking, and behold, there was a fiery chariot, and fiery horses. They separated between the two of them. So what do we see? The only reason they did not get burnt by the fiery chariots because they were talking and learning. If not, they would have. So we see clearly you should talk and learning on the road, says the Gemara, like Kasha Halimigras, Hali Yune. One is reviewing your learning. One is not going too in-depth. You're sitting and reviewing the daft. So you're doing that, you still have to focus on the road. Hali Yune, if you're analyzing, you're going depth, then we're afraid you're going to lose yourself, and that should not be done. And we'll conclude with one last brisa that says, we must need a Donna going on the previous brisa. Of Yosef teaching his brothers what to do when they go back to Yaakov Avinu. Do not take large steps. And similarly, you should go into the city wall of their son, meaning you should never arrive. At night, you should arrive during the day. Out of soup, see a gasa. Why not? It ruins your eyesight. It takes off one five hundredth of your eyesight. You should leave at a good time and enter at a good time. You have to make sure that you should make sure that you only leave in the morning and arrive in the morning. And we're going to pick it up and the next year from Amr Rav Yudam Rav Chia discussing more advice going on the road etc. Have a fabulous day.